Hello, friends. This week's sponsor is Bell Road Beef. Bell Road Beef is two sisters and two husbands raising 13 children currently and more than 13 cattle on the grasslands of northern New Mexico. They come from five generations of ranchers who have known, loved, and cared for the land and its animals for decades. From the beginning of new life to harvest, the animals are an extension of Britt, Roseanne, and their families. They see life, loss, and everything in between. On Bell Road, these animals have a home, one in which small batches of cattle are raised to the highest standards and eventually brought straight to you. They do what they do because it matters, and they've been given a great charge to care for, appreciate, and better the land and the animals on it. And they want to share a piece of that with you via Bell Road Beef as they ship their beef throughout the United States. They're offering our listeners a free pack of their delicious beef sticks with every new order at shop.bellroadbeef.com. I received one of their packs of beef and you guys, it is amazing. You will not be disappointed. And their beef sticks were a total hit amongst the entire family. They also have, I might add, my favorite mug in their shop. So go check them out at shop.bellroadbeef.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, season 13. And we are delighted to be with you on this adventure. And I know that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And wherever you find yourself in the world, wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here. And we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abidings Together podcast, and welcome to Advent. Happy Advent, friends. This is a beautiful time where we get to prepare for the coming of Jesus in our hearts and in our lives, and we're going to prepare him room for that. We are going to spend this next four weeks journeying through the Read of God by Carol Hauslander, which is so lovely. If you've read it before, if you've never read it before, I think it will bless you in deep and rich ways. And Heather and Michelle, because we're old, we have to talk about the weather. It's getting chilly out, Heather. It's getting chilly, but it was one of the most gorgeous mornings this morning because it was cold. It was crisp. There's a little bit of frost. Like we're we're overlooking like farmlands, you know, and we're kind of up above. So everything had like this layer of frost on it. And then, but the the sky was like kind of mostly clear. Mm. So the pink streaks like all across the sky early this morning was glory. So good. Mm -hmm. Love this time of year. Mm -hmm. But you, Michelle, Mm -hmm. down there in Florida, what's happening? It's not cold. We have our air conditioning on. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, let's... She's like another AC on, like set at 68. She's like, let's be honest. You're like, I'm pretending to wear a sweatshirt. It was a little chilly this morning. It was like 58 degrees and I'm out on the beach. But my husband and I actually walked a bridge yesterday, a three-mile bridge, and it was like 68 and sunny and no humidity. And I was like, this is the temperature of heaven, I think, people. This is the temperature of heaven. So it was awesome. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, but no. Not cold. Still the sunshine state. So, mm-hmm. but sister, you're in Wisconsin, yeah. baby. You got some cold weather going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is here in the Midwest. It is, it is getting chilly. So, but that's fine. That's it's like part of the snuggly, I love it. warm cycle of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there we go. And it's gonna, we're just gonna nestle in here. So, 
Well, we wanted to share with you once again, like we've chosen something very beautiful in the read of God and Carol Hauslander. And I, I think, and I'm going to let Michelle and Heather speak to this for a second, but I know when I was reading it, part one, so it's organized into parts. And so part one, two, three, and four, and part one, all of these parts are each, I think each particular chapter in the part could be its own episode. Mm-hmm. So I, what we'd like to do is right on the outset before we start is just to give you full permission to go at your own pace and Focus on whatever is most helpful for you in each section that this is not a race. You don't have to rush through everything. You might find yourself stuck on, even in this part one, maybe you're stuck on just the Advent chapter or the Fiat chapter or the pastoral chapter that your book study, if you're doing it with other women or other men, and if you're by yourself, just to give yourself space to absorb and to receive whatever the Lord wants for you. I think that's most important. When I was reading it, I'm like, oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so good. I'm like, and then I found myself rushing through it to finish it so we could talk about it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that either. So yeah, you legitimately were like, can we just stay on part <laughs> I, one for the whole book study? I, I know. Yeah. I know. Because there's so much in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, Michelle, what about you? Both of you guys, as we kind of, before we start with the official beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I have the hard copy, but I also got it on Kindle also just to make like notes and stuff like that. And then I, can't find my hard copy because it's had, and I was so aggravated because I was like, I need to bring my hard copy to adoration with me because I was like, I don't like bringing a, you know, my phone or whatever into adoration. So I can like sit and ponder and pray with each part of this even deeper because it's just so rich, like book studies we've done before, but this one is so rich. So go at your own pace. Just yeah. Follow mm-hmm. the inspirations of the Holy spirit, whatever he stirs in your heart and pause and ponder and pray through what is highlighted to you. But Gosh, her writing is so lovely. Like, I just love her writing. So I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. It's so great, but excited. You know, Heather, what about you? Mm -hmm. Well, this is my first time reading it. So I was super excited. I heard all the hype about Carol Houselander and I was like, who is this girl? You know, and then within (laughs) the obviously like sentences, I was like, oh, like she's very good. Yeah, very, very good. So I was super blessed by reading this first part. And just to bring people in, in case you're new to one of our book studies, we do have questions that are on our on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. So for each episode, you listen to the episode and then you can go look at the show notes that will have questions for you to ponder just in your own journaling time or with a friend or a small group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear how it blesses people and just like, yeah, what's coming from your own discussions. Yeah, certainly. And I think even, I don't know about you guys, but I thought even the introduction and the foreword were so important because Mm -hmm. it tells about Carol Carol Hauslander's life, like her story, like all of our stories play into how we reveal beauty. And when you read her story of her growing up years and, and her their conversion and then kind of her falling away and just kind of indulging in all kinds of things that she thought would make her happy and then coming to a deeper understanding of Christ, you could just see her faith maturing and all the different aspects of her heart. And I, I just thought the forward and the introduction, it, most of the times we pass over those things, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I thought they were so oh, good. I, I was like, oh, that's so great. It was super good. And I particularly loved like from the very beginning her talking about virginity mm-hmm. and that it's the whole offering of a soul and body to be consumed in the fire of love and changed into the flame of its glory that's oh, yeah, yeah that was yeah, so yeah. so so good what page is that page 16 is where that is so yeah. stunningly beautiful yeah can we just talk about that for a moment like can we just talk about the virginity part for a moment because mm-hmm. or maybe like the whole episode because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it struck all of us but go ahead sister well yeah I was just thinking of because we have a couple of quotes that are going to guide our discussion and one of them is at she says advent so we're talking about this in the season of advent and in this part one she literally has a chapter on advent so her beautiful quote from page 38 she said advent is the season of the secret 
the season of the growth of Christ, of divine love growing in silence. And maybe we could just allow that to give birth in our hearts, to allow that to germinate, to allow that to come to bear as we walk through these places, this entire Advent season and the growth, the secret of growth in Christ. And yeah, it's her discussing a virginity, I think is so, it's just so important because all of, a lot of us have different experiences of that and what we think it means and what we are and what we're not. And her framing that in the truth of the entire Holocaust of the human person, the gift, the sacrifice, the, the incense given to God, totally reframes our under our own many times broken understanding of that reality and of that word and even what it feels like to experience that in our bodies we're like oh not that i think it's so important to take that to prayer and to allow it to to unfold in us yeah and i think like even starting from the get go she introduces our lady's virginity but she also introduces our lady's humanity and that we think of her as Our Lady, the woman on the Christmas card. Isn't that so true? And so, like, I think that's why Our Lady is a stumbling block to a lot of us because she looks like I'm always, I mean, we've said this before on the podcast, you know, I mean, like she's without sin and she has one kid. Come on, like, you know, whatever. Poor Joseph. <laughs> like, yeah, he's the only one. So it's always his fault. But I was thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, her humanity, like really pondering that and really just what does that mean? And like her virginity. And I think like sister, you can attest to it, speak to it so beautifully, but that our virginity and even us as lay people, our chastity is a gift. And it is a gift that mm -hmm. it is continuing to be cultivated and continuing to grow and good things grow out of chastity. And I still think mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know in my mind, I still think it's a, you don't get to. It's like what you mm -hmm. don't get instead of the abundance and bounty that it is, both of those gifts. Like mm -hmm. it is actually a beautiful gift that is bountiful and fruitful. And we see it, as I love how she puts it, we see it as sour green apples and not like first fruits, you know. <laughs> but one of the things <laughs> mm -hmm. I love is she is not only human, she is humanity. Like she says that in introduction, yeah. like she is humanity. She's all of us and she's our mother. Mm -hmm. She is in us and we are in her. So there's attributes mm -hmm. of her in us that need to be un- mm -hmm unveiled this Advent season. Sister, what are your thoughts? Well, in the very beginning in her first portion on emptiness, she says that virginal quality, which for want of a better word, I call emptiness is the beginning of this contemplation. And it's not emptiness as in isolation or abandonment or rejection, but emptiness as in being able to be filled. And she goes into saying, you know, are we a reed, a chalice or a nest? And each aspect we see in Our Lady, just the beautiful as she's a reed, as she's a chalice, as she's a nest, but the being able to be filled, to being able to receive, especially as women in our feminine genius, that's one of our greatest attributes is, is being able to receive the gift of the bridegroom, to receive the gift, to be able to be filled with the one who loves us. And that ordering of what you're saying so beautifully, Michelle, about chastity, the chastity is love rightly ordered. It's not love truncated or love shattered mm -hmm. or love distorted. Actually, it's love rightly ordered. And when our love is rightly ordered, then we can love fully. As you both know, in your marriages with your children, in my own life and, and the way that I serve and love people, if our love is out of order, it's difficult to love anything mm -hmm. well. But, but what chastity does, chastity allows our loves to be ordered, to be able to give the full gift of ourselves. As John Paul II says, like to, the man makes a gift of himself. That's the supreme offering of humanity is, is we make a gift of ourselves in love. And that's what really what Carol Hauslander is talking about. Our lady being able to make a gift of herself in love. And that's a virginal quality because it's the entire person given to the one who loves. And that's that's heaven, right? That's the restoration of all things. But as we kind of dive into this, Heather, what what would you say? What what, what kind of is striking your heart? Yeah. And just that reflection on 
the on virginity in the body is a reflection of this quality that she's talking about, which all of us are called to have, mm-hmm. no matter what our state mm-hmm. in life is. And, you know, as a married person with children who isn't a virgin anymore, I'm still called to have this virginal quality mm-hmm. within yes. my soul and within mm-hmm. my heart. And and sister, you're called to it both, like in your mm-hmm. body and in your soul. And mm-hmm. and the sign of your vocation is I mean, there's so so much in that. That would be many, many episodes on its own. But one of the things is that it reminds me as a married person that this is something that I should retain within myself mm-hmm. always. It's something I'm called to as the giving myself fully, the creating space, an emptiness which only God can fill, that mm-hmm. it is for one lover <laughs> and and it's him, that there's always mm-hmm. that place within mm-hmm. us. So it was just like a very rich meditation, which I feel like I don't ever want to leave. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just want to carry that with me as a meditation. So Mm -hmm. I think she also, you know, gets into, we often complain about emptiness and then Mm -hmm. we get irritated by it and then we want to fill it with a lot of other things. So I don't know, Michelle, if you want to speak to that, what that she was explaining there. Yeah. I was even thinking about even how she ordered this first part. Like, I think there's a brilliance in it. Like it's the emptiness, making the Lord, making the Holy Spirit room. So therefore, then she could go to fiat where she says yes. And I I absolutely, I mean, I loved all three parts, but like pastoral was just a poem. So I don't really consider that. But anyway, the fiat part, like you, like, okay, we prepare him room. We make him room. We like, we, the Lord can't give us what he wants to give us if our hands are full. So we have to literally have mm-hmm. the emptiness of our hands putting down the things. So then for, we can say the fiat. And she said, like, she says, each of us are called to a fiat without reservation, saying yes to the Holy Spirit. But I love how she even framed the whole relationship with the Holy Spirit as the greatest love story. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so beautiful. I mean, and that is what Christmas is. It's a love story. It is a God that couldn't handle being separated from us. So he became man so so that he could become Emmanuel. God is with us and that the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I was really even thinking, all right, like the word fiat, you know, I mean, we say it a lot in Catholic circles. Oh, fiat, well, you know, all this kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, okay, Lord, what are you asking me to say yes to you right now? What do I need Mm -hmm. to put down? And what are you asking me to say yes to you right now? But also just as important, what are you asking me to say no to so I can say even greater yes to the Holy Spirit in my Mm -hmm. life? And I think it's so easy in this season. Like Advent is probably one of my favorite. It is my favorite liturgical season. I love Advent. But it is is the new beginning of the church. It is the new. It's like the church calendar starts over. So this is this newness, like Happy New Year, where there's like a clean slate, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So what is the Holy Spirit inviting us to say yes to? And what is he inviting to say no to? And we can only do that with emptiness and within silence to find out what he is stirring Mm -hmm. in our heart because he is, this is the language of lovers. And like we've talked about before, lovers, there has to be this closeness. There has to be this intimacy. So just really, and man, y'all, just the distraction. Like I... I mean, I don't know about you, but like I was thinking yesterday, like before we got on, I like texted all my kids. I need your Christmas list now. You know, like all this kind of stuff like this needs to be done before Advent. I'm like, even think about my posture. Mm. Give me your list. I got to get this done. You know, <laughs> and, so, and then I wanted to do that thing, you know, where there is like this funny meme where the mom puts her a bow on herself. And she's like, if I put a bow on myself and laid myself under the tree with the, my family, remember that I'm a gift, you know, because you're doing all these things to make Christmas happen, you know. But I was like, what if I made mm-hmm. Advent and Christmas unfold and not take this posture that I have to make everything happen? What does it look like to mm-hmm. co-create this season? 
with the Holy Spirit to have him come closer. So I don't know. Sister, what are your thoughts? I, well, I was walking in the airport a couple of weeks ago and there was a Christmas shop and they had like this little like wooden box, like a play, you know, that you put on your mantle and it says, this year, instead of giving everybody Christmas presents, I'm giving everybody my opinion. And I'm, I just started <laughs> laughing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a good one. That's yeah, great. there you go. I'm like, yeah, we probably do that all year round. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, maybe what we could do is, uh, can we just kind of go back to, I, I want to go back to the, the ways that she paints us with the reed, the chalice, and the nest. And on page seven, she says the pre-advent emptiness of Our Lady's purposeful virginity was indeed like those three things. She was a reed mm. through which the eternal love was to be piped as a shepherd's song. She was the flower-like chalice into which the purest water of humanity was to be poured, mingled with wine, mm. changed to the crimson blood of love, and lifted up in sacrifice. She was the warm nest rounded to the shape of humanity to receive the divine little bird. I'm like, oh, just the, the language. It's so delicious. Mm -hmm. Just the way she paints that. And you can feel as she talks about each of them, She, you can feel the, the etching in your heart as you read that. And I'm wondering, Heather, kind of, is there a particular one that maybe stands out to you is like the read, the chalice of the nest. And I think the Lord is always birthing those in all of us, but I'm, I think there's different parts of our lives where the Lord's calling maybe us to cultivate one of those a little bit more, but is there one Heather that you re resonated with as she talked about that? Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm just at the beginning of these contemplations because probably like many of our listeners, but I've, I've never read it before. So mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just at the beginning of this contemplation. And the one that I was drawn to right away is the nest because this oh, has yeah. been something I've been contemplating already in my life that I love to create. I, I will say even to the family, it's like everybody's back in the nest. You mm -hmm. know, the kids are coming back home. Everybody's back in the nest and this, this place of like deep communion and love and safety and all of that. So I'm, I'm particularly drawn to that one initially, but I'm looking forward to meditating upon this more deeply. And mm -hmm. as you said at the beginning, we don't want anyone to rush through anything. And I feel like I almost don't have too much to say yet because I'm just at, yeah. the, be at the beginnings of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But how about you, Michelle? What would you say you relate to most? Yeah, like I gravitated towards the nest because I'm like you. I like everyone home and it's the coziness. Mm -hmm. But I was even thinking about that. But I'm like, oh, I probably should go to the gold or the reed. Like mm -hmm. I even like the image of the reed because it was something that I was even thinking about, like in terms of integration, integrating the different parts of me. But I think I fear the gold part because that means refiner's fire. Like that means something has to be mm. purified in me. Mm. I'm like, has there not been enough purification people? But yeah, so I probably am thinking like, I love the coziness of the nest, but I probably am going to sit with the refining of the gold. Mm -hmm. Sister, what about mm. you? I, the nest as well for me was really attractive. and I, But I was thinking also of the reed and the chalice and can I just go, just, I'm just going to connect these two. I'm going to connect do. these two. I'm going to go to page 19 where she's talking about, she's going to talk about fiat because she's saying like the emptiness, if you keep reading and emptiness, she's talking about, like we were saying, the emptiness is not a void in a sense of like a nameless, shapeless, purposeless void. It's an openness to be filled. And so she's going to connect that to fiat. So on page 19, she's going to connect the two. And she says, and the simplicity of life. She said, the first of all, to the descent of the Holy Spirit, to surrender her littleness to the infinite love, and as a result, to become the mother of Christ. It was so tremendous, yet so passive. She was not asked to do anything herself, but to let something be done to her. Mm. She was not asked to renounce anything, but to receive an incredible gift. She was not asked to leave a special kind of life, to retire to the temple or live as a nun. 
to cultivate suitable virtues or claim special privileges. She was simply to remain in the world, to go forward with her marriage to Joseph, to live the life of an artisan's wife, just what she had planned to do when she had no idea that anything out of the ordinary would ever happen to her. It almost seemed as if God's becoming man and being born of a woman were ordinary. The whole thing was to happen secretly. There was to be no announcement. And I was thinking of the just the ways the ways of purification and the way we talked about a little bit in our episode on prayer, you know, the purgative, illuminative, and unitive way. And I was just thinking of the the continual purification and the continual whittling or the continual refining or the continual building of a nest that it takes to to be able to continue to receive the grace and to be able to offer it back because the reed, the chalice and the nest all, they all receive a shape and then they give it back. Mm -hmm. Like we said, and what Carol Houselander said, I love her, her emphasis on the simplicity and the ordinariness. And cause how many of us have said, Oh, I'm just a, I'm just a mom or I'm just a nun, or I'm just a, I'm from a small town. I'm just a regular Catholic. I'm just, I'm just a, and there's really no just a, it's, the, the annunciation and, and the incarnation takes place every day in our life because that's the divine work of Jesus. And I think if we could begin to allow that to happen in our hearts this new year, this Advent season, I think it would change a lot in our life. It would transform mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Littleness is the key. We keep coming mm-hmm. back to that. You know, mm-hmm. Therese teaches us so well. We've just had some meditations upon her her teachings and, and life this season. And I think it just comes back there again. And I love this part where she's talking about children and she says, I'm, I have the Kindle version. So it's page what page? Is that page it's page 30 of the Kindle version. Okay. So I'm that's on the right in, in the fiat part where it says mm-hmm. Christ's insistence on the power of children mm. is very striking. Almost more than anything else in the gospel, it proves that in God's eyes, being something comes before doing something. Mm. He sets a little child among his apostle as an example of what he mm. loves. And he says that heaven is full of children. And she goes on to talk about that like the littleness that we all are called to. And that's the simplicity of the, I'm just a child. I'm just, I, I have nothing, you know, in, in many ways, I, I need to be so dependent uh, upon, you know, the father really, uh, this is, this is actually the key as much yeah. as it seems like a pain for us or as a sorrow mm-hmm. for us. Many of us can look at that lens and just go, uh, I'm lacking. And, and that's exactly the posture that we, that we need because we are lacking. And that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. that God will meet us in the places where we're lacking and fill it mm-hmm. with everything good that he is if we open our hearts there. And I love, actually, I just want to go back to this part where it says, in God's eyes, being something comes before doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So often we're trying to find our worth in what we do. We're trying to hustle. We're trying to prove to God that somehow like we can, you know, receive his love because we're doing all of these things and it is who we are that is most important for us to be rooted deeply in just being a child mm-hmm. of his, mm-hmm. uh, that that comes before anything else. And I love then she goes into Advent where she said, Advent is the season of the seed. I just love this whole part, like the whole mm-hmm. garden language. Christ loved the symbol of the seed. The seed, he said, is the word of God sown in the human heart. The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the earth. And that's the very beginning of the mm-hmm. Advent section. And I was thinking about it to myself like, what you both were talking about is the ordinary living. And there was, I was talking to a young adult a couple of days ago and she's like, well, I really feel called to be an influencer. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Her intentions were pure, but I'm, I was thinking, I was like, no, what you want is to be anointed by the Holy spirit 
and what how the Holy Spirit anoints you and uses you is up to him to see where you influence and how you use. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, and, but I've been thinking about the mustard seed because I was at Fresh Market getting spices because that's what I do now, now that I cook actually. And so I was like, there's a lot of them, y'all. Fresh spices, you would never believe, but mm-hmm. you could buy these little mustard seeds you know, in a little packet at Fresh Market. I was looking how little they are. And I had just read this part. And I was like, and it was like, it brought me such comfort. Because I was like, I only have to have just a little faith, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have a mustard seed, Lord, and I'm not afraid to use it. I'm going to just put it out there, you know, like, (laughs) this is my faith, you know, because it once again brings up that the Holy Spirit, like we've said multiple times, does the um, heavy lifting, it is just mm-hmm. our surrender. It is just our littleness. Our poverty actually attracts him to us. It makes us like, it makes us human. It makes us like the word like Adam is like hummus, our humanity, like dirt, soil. That mm-hmm. is good soil. Poverty in our soil actually attracts him to us to plant seeds that bring forth life. And she goes on to talk about like just the darkness and that things need time to gestate. And we don't want things to take time. We don't want to wait in that season of Advent, mm. we want the instant, you know, and the Lord's about gestation and growth and stages, and we want it now. Mm-hmm. But gosh, I'm so thankful that He's patient with us in the process. And just like we said, giving Him room. There's one more quote that I love. It says, if we've truly given our humanity to be changed into Christ, it is essential to us that we do not disturb this time of growth. It is a time of darkness of faith. We shall not see Christ's radiance in our lives yet. It is still hidden in our darkness. Nevertheless, we must believe that He is growing in our lives. We must believe it so firmly that we cannot help relating everything, literally everything, to this almost incredible reality. And I was just thinking, I almost wanted to put like a do not disturb sign on my door. Do not disturb. Advent is happening. Like gestation is going on. Be patient with me, people. Be patient, you know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Sister, what are your thoughts? Yeah, she she really did speak about that a lot of allowing things, the process to take time. And you can't hurry it along. Like she, I think she even used the example of baking something like you can't, you can't hurry it along. You can't, if you, if you hurry the process along, it doesn't make it faster. It just ruins it. And we've all done that. We've all hurried, tried to hurry the process along and it didn't, it didn't happen the way we thought. And I'm just going to go back just for a second because I, and I, I think we might, all of us might have different versions of this, the Kindle and the book. So just if our, our page numbers don't match yours, don't worry about it. It's, you're going to find it in the, in the area <laughs> just mm-hmm. to, just to let you know, cause I think every, every version is a little bit different, but this one on it's on my page 32 of Kindle, the Kindle version and in the fiat section, she has this beautiful statement where she says the remedy for fear is trust in God. Mm, yes. If we fear for ourselves or if we fear for others, it is all the same. Trust in God is the only remedy. And it reminds me so much of the surrender novena. And just, yeah, the remedy for fear is not to hurry it along or to manipulate or to control or to worry or to try to fix it. Or the remedy for fear is to trust in God. And that I think will be so important for all of us this Advent season of as fears are going to arise, as families get together or as families don't get together or whatever's happening in your life, or as we going into the winter months, you might find different fears arise in whatever season of life that you're facing. And, and just to go back to that, maybe just that's, a, that's kind of a, a bit of a, a verse that we kind of keep in our hearts is, is we feel fears arising that the remedy for fears is trust in God, that, that he's not, he's not hurrying us. He's not disappointed in us. He knows, he knows the truth and he always speaks the truth to us in love. And it, and it's in that relationship with him and that love that, the new life is born. And if we can just hold on to that and to 
allow the Lord to come into those places and, and allow that conversion to take place and something beautiful, it has to arise because it comes from the Lord. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. And I think too, she touches on just how important it is to not dismiss our the circumstances in which we find ourselves, mm-hmm. the way yes. that our life has unfolded, mm-hmm. the broken parts, the messy parts. Mm-hmm. And often I think you know, we're pushed to compare ourselves and to think, well, this person obviously like they can do more for God or obviously they would have a calling on their life. And, and to just, yeah, that this is where the trust really comes in is to trust that God can do amazing things in each of us, no matter where we find ourselves and no matter how our life has unfolded, that he is about a good work and he can mm-hmm. use, not just use, but I mean, the scripture says he works all sure. things together for good for those who love him. But I just think we have, we really don't know what beauty can come out of ashes mm-hmm. <laughs> until mm-hmm. until we let him do the work. And so that that is a place of trust because I think we can often look back with a lot of sorrow over our life mm-hmm. and to really allow this time of Advent to be an opportunity to encounter Jesus maybe in some old places to say, mm-hmm. Lord, will you come here and what, what might you do here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a trusting open heart. And I love how she said like, Tying both of those together, like she said, you can surrender and trust and trust those that are entrusted to you, like surrendering those. And this will probably make me cry, not surprisingly enough, always crying. But when she talks about it in the fiat chapter that he's the Pied Piper of love, like I was just there's a certain child that's like so so in my heart right now. And the Lord's like, your job is just to surrender, like surrender this child. I'm the Pied Piper of love. I will woo him. I will call him. My voice is louder. Like my pursuit is greater than you're trying to control the situation, you know, like, but he's the Pied Piper of love. Like he will play a beautiful melody that the only, he knows how to engage this child's heart Mm. for him to follow him. Mm -hmm. I think for us as mothers, especially those that for children, you know, it's breaks our heart, but then that's where we totally Join forces with Mary. She knows what it means to have a pierced heart. And we don't close that heart. We keep it open. But we also surrender those and trusting that the Lord will do all things. And he has even those that are entrusted to us, that he is the architect of love is what she calls it. So, yes. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, Michelle. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, friend. And I, I that's, that, that is like the painful that's the painful aspect of love, isn't it? Isn't that the mm-hmm. surrender? Oh, gosh, it's so hard for all of us, no matter you and your beautiful story that you're sharing with us. And all of us have those places of like, Oh, that's like the deepest part of love. And I, and she actually says that, and that's, that's what the purification does. And she, in, in the Advent section, she said this, what we're talking about with these very things we're talking about and whatever the Holy Spirit's going to birth in every single one of us who listens to this, this Advent, she said, this Advent awareness does not lead to a selfish preoccupation with self. Yes, It does not exclude ourselves. It does not exclude outgoing love to others far from it. It leads to them inevitably but it prevents such acts and words of love be- from becoming distractions. It makes the very doing of them reminders of the presence of Christ within us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about of mm-hmm. as you pour out in love, when maybe naturally speaking, we want to do something different. We want to pull back or, or shoot back or fire back, or it's the outpouring of love that makes Christ present. And that's, and that's ultimately what, he- what heals Right. It's, I just, and that's the simple way and the quiet way of love and the difficult way of love that, gosh, don't we all have those? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
There's a lot here, friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good reflection. And I, I just want to encourage our listeners to to just keep going where the spirit leads you. You know, if you have a friend that you can chat with us about, or you might want to jump in on our Facebook discussion group to just chat with yeah. other people or yeah, just like talk it over with a small group or whatever. I think that your own conversations and meditations are going to be really fruitful. So I just want to encourage you there. Mm. Uh, Anything else, Um, Heather and Michelle, we're going to spend some time kind of prayerfully reading the last section together, but anything else on your heart today in any of the other sections that you want to bring out before we? Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. What we thought we'd do, friends, is we're just going to read the last section, the pastoral section, which is really like a, a poem that Carol Hauslander writes as a response to the to the beautiful experience of the intimacy with Jesus and just the cry of the human heart. And so I'll just read this on your behalf or for your heart and allowing the Lord to stir in you whatever He wants to stir in you as we read her beautiful words as a prayer from our own hearts. She says, I am your reed, sweet shepherd, glad to be. Now, if you will, breathe out your joy in me and make bright song or fill me with the soft moan of your love when your delight has failed to call or move the flock from wrong. Make children's songs or any song to fill your reed with breath of life. But at your will, lay down the flute and take repose. While music infinite is silence in your heart, and laid on it, your reed is mute. So we pray this Advent season, dear friends, that the Lord will fill you with song and also silence and much activity and also deep times of solitude with Him where He can make room and and be born again in your heart and in your life and in your family in a new way. And this is a brand new liturgical year. It's it's a, a graces that God is giving mm-hmm. us that he didn't give us last Advent. And it's a deepening of all these places. And so we just welcome you on this journey and encourage you along the way and hope that this small meditation these weeks will be fruitful for you as we walk through the Advent season. So mm-hmm. anything else, Michelle and Heather, before we? No, that's beautiful. Thank you, sister. No, it's good. Yeah, thank you. All right, Heather, do you want to share your one things with everybody? So yes, my one thing this week is an Advent playlist, which I have Mm -hmm. for everybody if you like to just reflect through Advent. It's a beautiful little playlist and we'll have it in the show notes. You can find it there. And then also I just wanted to highlight, I came across a YouTube video of Upper Room, Abby Gamboa, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was singing a a version of hungry that just mm, I know when you're talking yeah about it just got me it got me good so I'm just gonna post that it was just so so beautiful so I'll post that in the show notes as well Michelle how about you so I have a gift for our listeners I um, actually use this on a retreat mm. and it is a painting called Our Lady and the Mother and it is a woman looking at a picture of Our Lady and she's holding a baby and it is this beautiful picture and she looks tired. And she's holding this baby mm-hmm. and looking at our lady and there's darkness around her. And it's called a mother and child looking at the virgin child. I mean, the virgin. And it's from a beautiful painter, Reginald Bottomley. I'm probably butchering that name a little. But it is a gorgeous piece. And you can actually, with the link I'm sending, you can actually print it out. It's a PDF a piece of this print. Mm. And then I'm going to also put a PDF of Steps to do Visio Divina with it. So just to add that to your prayer regiment, but it's just a powerful image because she's looking at, glancing at this picture and looking as she's holding the sleeping baby. So as we can look at 
our humanity with Mary's humanity. So thank you. Sister. Well, I love music as well. And my one thing for the week is a, an ad or a Christmas playlist, but I did not make it. Okay. And I I may have, I may have even mentioned it last year, but every time, this time of year, I know everybody has their own opinions about listening to Christmas music, but it is December y'all. So I just want to offer that to you. It is called Christmas Peaceful Piano. And it is hours and hours Mm. of just all kinds of different Christmas music, but on it's not the Charlie piano. Brown Christmas. It's, well, I think it favorite. does actually. It's mm-hmm. very similar. I think it's it does best. have some of Charlie Brown's um, works in there. But it's I, I just love to put on in the background, and it's mm. just lovely for a dinner party or cooking or just as you're folding laundry. And it, it just kind of opens your heart to some beautiful Christmas music. But it's nothing jarring or nothing. You know, sometimes Christmas mm-hmm. music in like the grocery store is so jarring. And the beautiful mm-hmm. sacred hymns that we have are so lovely. And there's a, there's a mix of many things, but. I thought that might bless you. So yeah, there's nothing like being in a reflective mode and hearing Grandma got run over by her. Yeah, <laughs> so, thanks. That kind of kills thanks it. Thanks for saving us. Nothing from speaks that. of nothing Christmas, speaks Christmas, Christmas, Christmas that. like that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, that's awesome, sister. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, it's super simple and super lovely. So. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. And yeah, we hope this Advent season blesses you. It's not too late to get the book on Kindle or a hard copy of it. And like we said, you can read it beforehand or not read it beforehand or as much as little as you want, whatever the Lord inspires in your heart. We know that it will be a beautiful Advent season. So happy, happy liturgical new year. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much, and God bless you.